across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the Terraces, on Cambridge 105 Radio. Welcome to uh, another week of uh, From the Terraces. There's some other football out there to distract you, but I'm sure you'd much rather hear about United City, Histon and the women's football in your area, so uh, good luck. Uh, Matt should be joining us uh, shortly. We'll be talking about the situation at uh, Cambridge United. Uh, lots of reasons why it might be happening, but I think it's time we took a, a, a good hard look at it. Better news for Histon. They won 2-1 at Coventry United yesterday. We spoke to Lance this morning. We'll play in that. And uh, City drew at Bedworth. I think that's four wins and a draw in the last five league games now. Uh, going really well for them. Uh, new signings coming in and that's starting to look really good. In the women's football, uh, United beat uh, Hounslow 12-0 last week. They're playing a cup game uh, at, uh, against Leverington today. And uh, City um, are playing uh, Chesham in the league. Uh, we'll be talking to Darren. Couldn't get hold of anyone at uh, City, unfortunately, but we will talk about it briefly. And you can get hold of us in all the usual ways. You can text the studio on 07919 That's 07919 Or you can email us, studio at cambridge105.co.uk. So if you've got anything to say about the football, particularly around what's going on at United at the moment, love to hear from you. Um, so uh, do get in touch if that's what you want. Um, uh, or about Histon City or uh, the women's football, anything you like, uh, we will. Uh, put that out on air but we'll start as we usually do with uh, Cambridge United so Cambridge United <laughs> There's so much going on on social media. Uh, the uh, Bonner Out campaign are starting to uh, starting to gain supporters. Uh, the Don't be stupid. It will be an idiotic move. Per is uh, still in the uh, still in the majority. I think. Uh, well, not I think. I get from from what you see on social media, it's definitely in the in the majority. Um, but. Yeah, another dreadful result uh, yesterday, um, and we'll, we'll listen. We'll listen to the uh, to the uh, match, uh, the post match interview. Um, I think Matt's Matt's just coming on to the call at the moment. He was he, he was a bit late getting on, so uh, we'll connect with him in a second. Uh, the biggest issue. Um, oh, he's actually on now. So let's, uh, Matt. Are you there? Hey Tim, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, United. <laughs> what what can we say about United just at the moment? I, I think it, we've we, we, we've got injuries. We know that, but Accrington had injuries and they beat us. And injuries shouldn't stop us beating Kurz and Ashton in uh, two hundred and twenty minutes of football, uh, and shouldn't stop us beating uh, you know Grimsby yesterday. So whilst I get we've got injuries, and to be fair, Mark's not 
so much pointing at injuries at the moment, but he's just pointing to the, the way in which we're playing. Something is going badly wrong at the moment, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Um, yeah, you know, Mark's not making a big deal out of injuries and he's played with the performances, but the problem is it's, it's the same core of 15, 16 players right now that aren't performing um, at all. And, you know, it, it was interesting yesterday where, you know, I thought actually for some cases we actually started quite brightly. You know, we did pop the ball about a little bit that seemed there to be a you know, a genuine effort to try and play, you know, some football and, um, you know, the things that we've spoke about uh, over recent weeks, you know, you know, hitting the ball long up to, to Joe and, you know, hoping for something to, you know, come off and nobody running beyond him. But, you know, like we're trying to feed it into his feet where it's, it's sort of better into him and he can bring more people into play and then, and um, but yeah, as Grimsby grew into the gra- the game, we just got you know worse and worse, and suddenly we just couldn't pick our passes. Um, their goal, you know, it's, it's an incredibly poor goal uh, that we've conceded, and um, you know, and then, as I say, you just thought, you know, this is it. How many uh, are Grimsby going to get? And you know, they had two or three decent opportunities. And then suddenly from uh, out of nowhere, a, a miracle happened and we actually scored a goal, which nobody expected at all. And I still think it's more more down to the goalkeeper misjudging, uh, you know, where the ball was actually going to go rather than Sam Smith's, uh, you know, header uh, and where that was where that was actually heading. I think he, he lost it somewhere in the flight. And, but then, as you, you know, the inevitable happens, you know, just as we sort of get on top and, you know, we look a little bit more positive. Um, we don't concede a really soft goal again. You know, it's a goal that we haven't conceded in a long, long time. And if that's starting to creep in now as well, um, you know, it doesn't bode well for at least the next month because, you know, that, that, that was very unlike us. You know, one of the things we have been pretty good at is conceding, uh, you know, is, is stopping conceding silly goals. But that was an absolute shocker to lose the game. And, you know, in fairness to him, Grimsby deserved it. I thought they were the better team overall in the end. And, um, you know, they've got to go back to the drawing board and they've got to go back and they've got to find a, an answer and a solution quickly because, you know, this this the way that we're playing and the way these players are playing, it can't carry on. If not, we're, we're in serious, serious danger, aren't we? Uh, I think I, it's... It's so. It's really difficult. What I want to do, I'm just going to play the uh, the post match. It's quite a long post match uh, interview, so uh, we'll come back to you in about uh, just just over eight minutes. But this is what Mark had to say following the game because I think it, it is quite interesting, especially for those people who are starting the Bonner out campaign, for them to, for them to listen to this carefully if they haven't already heard it. So this is what Mark had to say following the game. Mark, the, the wretched run continues. Unfortunately, I, I would imagine that's a difficult one for you to take. Yeah, it is really because I thought um, there were parts of the performance that we were fairly pleased with in terms of the way in which we worked throughout the week to try and give ourselves a bit more of the ball and to try and build a little bit deeper in the pitch and to try and get the ball into the front a bit cleaner and we had little moments of that but um, we probably turned down the chance to play forward or lacked a little bit of penetration beyond um, too often in the first half and then in spells of the second half as well um, because we need to try to bring more control to the game and make sure it's not just a game of hit the front of the team and Joey have a fight with five players surrounding him because that won't be enough to to create chances so we're gonna have to be more creative by having more of the ball but we didn't have enough um 
individual uh, quality or decision making at times in the top third of the pitch you know like crossing early enough when we've set the ball nicely for someone to deliver it the, the, the time we do it second half we score a good goal um, or little opportunities when we've made space and created good angles at the top end of the pitch too many unforced errors to turn the ball over so we're disappointed with the number of turnovers that we created and didn't create enough chances for the amount of the ball that we had um, but then we're banging the game I mean the first goal is a horrible goal to concede it's too easy to get behind us on a diagonal and then they end up scoring the goal so we go behind but we stick at the game and we, we score a good goal ourselves and at that point that we've got the bit of momentum with us and it looks like we're going to drive on and maybe win the game at that, at that stage both teams wanted to win it there's no doubt about that we didn't really want a replay in that sense so, you know cup ties you want to finish on the day if you can so we wanted to try and finish that and it become a little bit open in, in periods but that's okay um, and we were chasing that but we didn't create or carve open enough really good chances in in that period we turned too many of those moments over and then the second goal is just shocking really because obviously it's a goal kick that we're a bit too deep on in the first position uh, Warmo gets himself in a horrible position and we end up he runs off us Khan and, and scores the easiest goal they'll score all season and in, in fairness to us we've we've conceded some horrible goals this season some real individual errors at times um, but that's one of the easiest goals a team will score against us from such a basic situation so then that kills the game really and makes the last bit a, a lot more difficult than it should have been in, in terms of creation of chances at the other end, Mark, I mean, as well as in front of goal, obviously the service into the box, there's that little bit of a lack of belief potentially there. How worrying is that for you? Well, yeah, we've got to be better than that. Obviously, you know, we, we, we've... Um I think it's probably both of those things quality and decision making a bit of belief to really be the one who creates that chance and uh, time in a little bit you know if, you, if your decision making is a bit too slow or you don't get your eyes up and see a pass nice enough or you don't get the detail of your pass right you don't play it safe to someone when he needs it safe or the weight of the pass we overhit a few that ran through once we've progressed the game nicely through the thirds of the pitch to get to the top third we've overhit a pass that goes off the pitch or we've um, taken too long to deliver a cross and then it's really hard for strikers to time movements if the ball gets set and you take three touches before you cross it little things like that there were way too many of those moments that make it really difficult for us so that's where we've got to get much much better uh, the only way we can do that is obviously by practice we had a good week going into this in terms of being able to train a few days so um, there were elements of our game today that have come off the back of, that we're pleased with that have come off the back of the week's training uh, and elements of the game that clearly we've got to do better in because there's a there's a long way to where we want to be at the moment um, and the results are, are obviously not going where we want them to at the minute so it's the end of the FA Cup for us today but um, in all honesty that, that, that's um, that's not the biggest issue for us we've, we've got to get to Forest Green next week and get a result and we've got to make sure that now we know 20 odd games in the league we've got to keep working to get better performances and not keep kicking the dog while it's down and, and get some life and energy and enthusiasm and confidence into them because in moments we've seen it and we probably saw the team and everyone come alive when we scored the whole place picked up a little bit but it's how we can get that earlier in games and be a little bit more creative in moments and um, there was a few first half Nibsy gets in he, he whistled one just over the bar second half uh, we put a delivery in the box there guy heads the back of his head and it's the crossbar if that was us that's probably going in top corner because that's where we are at the moment so we just need a little bit to turn us and however that comes about that comes about but hopefully scoring a goal will leave takes a little bit of pressure off us and um, we've certainly found it difficult recently and, and in the last few games here the performances haven't been where we want them for sure. In terms of uh, shots on target and goals this afternoon, obviously, as you mentioned, it's nice to break that little bit of a duck and get one in the back of the net. And it was the only shot on target this afternoon, but nice moment for Sam Smith. He's gone a little while without, hasn't he? Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a decent work goal, actually. Big, big, big 
good build-up play from the first phase. We've got to the top of the pitch under good control. We've delivered the ball early. He scored a header from across, something that we'd looked at throughout the week that we thought we could could cause them a problem with. Obviously, we went to a front two as the game was going on to try and chase that. Um, and... and to try and play with a real t- intent to attack, you know, Brophy at left back rather than Dunks to give us a dribbler to, to get us higher up the pitch and Seku and Jack both coming on in the wide areas as well. So we, we had as many attacking players in the in the team as we could to try and create something, but we let ourselves down in a few few too many moments and um, we've had a couple of chances that have come close or whistled just past the post, but obviously we want to make more of those um, situations in the game for sure. Yeah, you mentioned it already, obviously getting back into the game is, you know, you could, you could see the players lifted, you could see the crowd lifted, they were getting behind on your side and then lo and behold two minutes later they break the offside trap and the ball's in the back of the net just shows how your luck's going at the moment no exactly the team's got some character because when you fall behind you know that it's going to be a tricky one and it's easy to let the game go but we had a little response that that chased the game and scored a good goal and at that point we're in it massively and obviously the goal's just a just a poor defensive moment that's gone in and um, really that's not about luck that's just about being in the right position and, and doing our jobs properly so we haven't done that in that phase and in other phases of the game and, and clearly you get um, you, you suffer for that if you don't do those things properly so that's everyone's job for us to, to try and uh, fix those issues in the team at the moment because there's obviously plenty that we've got to try to improve on um, but that's, that's our job we've got to, um, got to get on with it yeah, it's important to turn the tide obviously six without a win now but it's all about the league now. Forest Green next week. What's, gonna, what's it going to take to turn things around, Mark, do you think? Well, we've got to eliminate the cup games out of our thinking, really, and just concentrate on league so um, we can eliminate that out of, of everything. I mean, I know we'll count the no wins in three in the cup, but we, in, in the previous runs, we always forget that we beat Ipswich in a cup. So yeah, cups either count or they don't. So we'll say they don't, and we'll just concentrate on league form, which has got to be better, by the way. Um, but in recent weeks, our, our performances in the league here against Bolton was a good performance. Don't care what anyone says, very good. Uh, where we are at the moment, Peterborough, good performance where we are at the minute. Wickham, excellent performance where we are at the moment so we're not million million miles away from it but it can certainly feel like that and in moments of games look like that for sure um but, I, but I'm pretty sure that we've got some decent players and, and we, can, uh, we can turn in some decent performances. But clearly, we need some uh, point-scoring days and we need to put some of those back-to-back because that's the key part now. But I know there's a few teams in a worse position than us that would swap places with us. So at the moment, we're, um, we're exactly where the, uh, the budget league table says we should be. And uh, our job now is to try and improve and, and get a few more results. Cheers, Mark. Thank you. Mark, you mentioned it's not necessarily the lack of wins, it's the lack of draws that's hurting us in the league. Yeah, look, we've got to win more games fundamentally because we just need to add to the points table and that's the quickest way of, uh, of getting to that. But for us, yeah, in, in some respects, you'd rather just win and lose and forget draws because you can be unbeaten in a run. But if you've only drawn a few, you're better off winning a few every now and again. So for us, we're going to chase wins, but there's definitely been some days in the season where we're probably two or three um, results where we should have turned defeats or, or defeats should have been draws on those days so I, I think in the league we're probably three points four points maybe short of where we want to be need to be target wise for us um, and probably should be from the game so in that sense we've got to improve that um, but the run of games is that we haven't had enough wins in this spell or enough point scoring games at all in this spell or scored enough goals and at times the performance has been okay but they've been inconsistent and we haven't hit a performance level that is going to turn in points often enough. So that's what we've got to really knuckle down on. 
and concentrate and uh, work together to, to get through. But there's a really good group of lads in there that want to do well for each other in the club, and I'm no doubt that they will uh, they'll give everything they've got to try and turn in a few more positive results in the the weeks ahead. We've got a bit of time between games to do that, so that's our uh, that's ours and their job now. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So I, I played that, and as I say, it's it's a, a lengthy one, but it, it, I think it's an interesting one. So my t- my take on this, and I, 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 I catching up uh, after the game and all of last week on the social media, I I, I don't think I, I don't think I'm a happy clapper, and I'm definitely not a bonnet out um, uh, in that kind of spectrum, but. It is interesting that you know we're we're finally not talking about injuries, um, which I think is the right thing to do because, uh, as I said, if we can't beat Kurz and Ashton with the squad we put out on the pitch, then there's something wrong with it. And if we can't beat, you know, we shouldn't be losing to Grimsby. They're a League Two side and we're a League One side. And I know there's not a massive difference between the two, but there has to be a difference otherwise. Grimsby will be a League One side. So. With what we've got, thin as it may be, we should be beating some of these teams. But I think it's right to point out that within these, uh, within the lack of victories, uh, the Bolton game was a good game of football. We did play well, but just we didn't make our chances. And you only have to go back to the end of October for the Wickham win, which we said was a surprise. It came out of the blue. There were there were matches previous to that, like the Port Vale and the Bristol Rovers, where we would have expected to get results and didn't. And again, that's just disappointing. Um, I don't think, you know, people are saying, oh, Bonner's lost the dressing room. I see no evidence of that whatsoever um, when you're talking to players um, after the game um, and I don't think it's right to even begin to consider that uh, you know there, there should be someone else you look at what he's done and you look at the number of times we, since he's arrived that we've been in this position and, 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 and we haven't and that's the thing is you've got to give a manager a chance um, you know when he's not lost a dressing room which I think is just wrong um, then you've got to give him the chance to do something about it and January's coming up we assume from the way he's talking there's some money that's going to be available a little bit less now we can't get into the third round of the FA Cup but it's it's his problem to sort out at the moment for me Matt Hello. Oh. Is Matt still there? Or have we lost Matt? Hang on a second, let me just check. Uh, no, we should have Matt there. Are you there, Matt? No? I don't appear to be there. Hang on a second. Uh, no, that's definitely turned up. So uh, um, I will text him while I'm talking. Uh, so that's going to make my speech very difficult because I definitely can't multitask and do that. So I think, you know, as I said, I think it's um, it's ours. It's 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 it has to be sorted. There's there's no doubt about that. And, and Bonner recognises that it's not it's not there. It's a long way off from being there. It was interesting that he didn't just say a million miles away. He said a million million miles away. So uh, he obviously recognises that there's. A there is a big problem um but uh i think it's definitely his job to do it because he has been there he has got us the promotion uh into uh, league one he deserves the chance to sort out the issue um but matt can you can you hear me now or are you still not there that's weird. I can hear Matt. Well, I can hear him as a. Um, oh right, okay. So it's not a good. It's not a good connection apparently, um, and I can't hear him at all. So uh, 
Um, what we'll do is I'm going to cut him off and I'm going to phone him up. So uh, let me just see I can get this up and bring his number up. And hopefully this might actually work a little bit better because I really do want to bring Matt back in because I think there's plenty still to talk about. So uh, just fade it down while it rings and hopefully he answers. So he is now answering. Well, he's... Hey Matt, are you there? Can you hear us? Hey Tim, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. I, so I was saying that uh, um, I think that this is, you know, there's there's people started to talk about the Bonner out bit, which I think is rubbish. I think it's it's way too early for that. I think this is Bonner's problem to sort out and I think he deserves that chance to get us through this January's coming up there is hopefully money there in the transfer window but do you is that something you can agree with that it is bonus to get us out of this mess yeah absolutely I think um you know by all accounts he he does deserve the time to um you know get us or to have the attempt to try and get us out of this um I, you know for me personally as of right now you know, the, the players that he's got here, um, you know, they're not doing the business for one reason or the other. The performances are low. And, you know, my my concerning thing is, is that, you know, we're not trying anything really different in terms of, you know, the, the personnel, first and foremost, um, you know, I think it's, you know, it's the same people playing in the same positions all the time. You know, I think we're very... Uh, easy to defend against. Uh, it's the same subs. We're very, very predictable. And, you know, I, I think, you know, personally, I think Mark can be trying one or two other things. I know he keeps saying, you know, we've only got a squad of, you know, 16, 17 players, but you've got a youth team there. And, uh, you know, bringing in a, a youth team player or two to try and, you know, have a little bit of youthful exuberance in the game is, is possibly not a bad thing. And again, it, you know, the players that are playing and that aren't performing at the moment potentially gives them a little bit of a wake-up call and, you know, let, let's be honest, there are one or two as well that definitely need to have a rest, you know, there's no doubt about it. I mean, a, a few of them, like, you know, Joe Ironside and Paul Digby, for instance, have played a lot of football, you know, um, and they look absolutely shattered already. So, you know, there there is that issue there, which, uh, you know, maybe the, the coaching staff could be doing a little bit more. And, you know, there, there's a lot of other things over sort of set, piece, set piece routines and things like that. You know, we could just try a different way because other teams seem to find different ways of doing corners and set pieces and we just don't, you know, we seem to do the same thing every single time. So there's little bits like that that Mark can change. And, um, you know, I think, and I would hope he, he would be looking at. But, you know, there's a massive, you know, pressure on January and he's already came come out and signalled that he's going to be busy in the January transfer window, whether, you know, it's two players in, three players in, or four players, uh, or whatever. Now, if you're a club listening to, to what Mark's been saying in recent weeks in his press conferences, you know, and you're a selling club, uh, for instance, or you're, you're a club that potentially that we're, we're going to do a loan deal with, but as well, you're going to be hearing that, and you're going to be hearing the desperation of trying to get, you know, said player in. And, you know, it, firstly, you're going to be driving up the price a little bit more because, you know, 
we as a football club are desperate for that player to come in one way or the other. And secondly, you, you have to question what, what is the type of quality that we are going to be able to bring in in January because there are either going to be players who aren't in the, the first team or you know aren't in the match day squad at other clubs. So that means that we're not match fit. So yeah. we're running the risk of you know be, having to bring these people in and we've got to get match fit. But we need them to be ready to go into the, to the squad now. And secondly, the, the terms of quality that you you probably need right now is not going to be there, or it's going to be at a premium in January because, again, you know, other football clubs know that we want to do business, and this is the this is the concerning thing for me. Um, you know, there there is a lot of pressure on this January transfer window. Marcus said it, you know, uh, January we're going to bring players in, you know, we're going to try and get some bodies in to help these people out, and we might have a few other people back. What happens if that all goes wrong? What happens if we don't get people in? You know, what happens if it's not the players that Mark wants to bring in? You know, where where do we go from there? And, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think, you know, he definitely deserves a chance to go to January and try and, uh, you know, get these players in to try and sort the situation out. But if we, if those players don't come in and there is no change, what do we do then? Is it a make or break point then yeah. in February, March time if we're still being defeated? And, and that's, loyalty and sentiment are very good in football, but when you're not winning football matches, do you want to go down into League Two having lost, say, you know, twenty odd games in a row potentially. You know, I'm not going to say that we are. We might win one or two in them, but do we want to go into that mentality where we've been losing lots of games of football? And how many of these players, and how many players in the summer, if we're in League Two, are going to want to come and play at this football club because we've lost X amount of games? So it's a really big January window. Yes, Mark deserves a chance but he's got to try and get something out of the next couple of games uh, in December because there's a couple of winnable games or games that he should be targeting to get points from to, you know, give us a little bit of momentum going into that January transfer window. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, it's uh, Forest Green coming up and uh, Forest Green firmly rooted on the bottom. Um, I haven't won a game uh, in a long time. Um, that is going to be a key game for us, isn't it? We're going to go there. We go, If we don't win that, then that could change, that could actually change things completely because, you know, we, we would expect to, to, to take points there. We need to take points there. People people say, well, you know, we're, we're just, in the, just above the relegation zone with six points clear but uh, MK Dons have got a game in hand and you'd expect them to be uh, making a move at some stage and Burton to make a move okay Morecambe and Forest Green are going to stay down there but uh, we're not we're not we're certainly you know, far too close for comfort down there and uh, and a win next week is uh, you know I think it's become pretty much essential it's a real six pointer yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely is. It's the biggest six-pointer that we've had in uh, terms of, you know, um, you know, probably, you know, the promotion season. Again, it, it was one of those, you know, seasons where we didn't expect to get promoted and, and we did and it, and it was fantastic. But if we've got ambitions to stay in League One, um, you know, next Saturday against Forest Green is a game that we, we cannot afford to lose. Uh, unfortunately, history dictates that we've never won at Forest Green, so that's always a you know a good start for us. You know, history's against us straight away. But we go in there, and we put in a bad performance, and we get beat sort of three, four nil, and we roll over and we die. 
Um, you know, I think quite rightly then questions have to be asked of the management team because, um, you know, performances haven't been great and there, there is a lot of pressure right now, a lot of pressure on this team. And, you know, there are fans that can only take so much. And if we get beat, you know, quite handsomely by Forest Green next week, you know, the, those calls are going to get louder. And, um, yeah, you know, it, it's going to be interesting about the football club. It, there's probably credit in the bank for Mark and he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. But next week is is where a few more people could, you know, quite easily turn to the Bonnerau camp, and um, you know, I, I can understand where, where they'd be coming from because, yeah, you know, he he can't afford to put in another bad performance like they have been recently. Yeah, I think it, it, it's it, it's a difficult game, but it's a, it, it is a game that we have to win. And as you say, I mean, the only thing we can perhaps take is that we'd we'd never we hadn't won at Wickham for twenty odd years, so perhaps this is the time to break break those uh, hoodoos and uh, get 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 a good result at, at Forest Green. I, I don't want to fan the flames of controversy, but um, Sam Smith, uh, unwise gesture after the goal. Completely, completely agree. Um, you know, for me, I, I think there was some yes, and I don't know if you picked one up on it, Tim. There was a moment where he he went down injured in the game yesterday, and the ball dropped in in the box, and he he feigned injury or oh, I've hurt myself and uh, couldn't be bothered to go and chase a, a, a three three to five yard ball that had dropped in the box to try and get us back in the game but when the ball went back to I think it was Lloyd Jones uh, you know just out of the out, out uh, on the edge of our area in the second half he very quickly ran back uh, to get himself on side ready to make the run for the ball over the top that he thought he might get so um, <coughs> you know excuse me um very, very unwise. I know there's been a lot of criticism. Yeah. And there's been a lot of abuse from the stands. But, um, yeah, don't do not do something like that. Don't do a shushing gesture and then feign injury because you can't be bothered to chase a five-yard ball and then look interested for a 20-yard yeah. ball yeah. that's going to go out for a goal kick. So I won't say any more than that on, yeah, I th- on that one. I, th- I think it's if, if he'd scored a hat-trick, his third one, he might have put the shush finger up. Mm. That, might, that might have been justified. But with his scoring record, I think one goal uh, against yeah. Grimsby is not, is not going to go down. And it hasn't gone down well. And it's kind of difficult because it's just something else that's kind of put pressure on the team that shouldn't mm. have really happened. But these things do. OK, well, Matt, thanks very much for joining us. We'll talk to you again after the uh, Forest Green game. Cheers. Yeah, take care, mate. Bye. There we go. So uh, that's Matt. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and I think we'll start with Histon this time. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking uh, all things Histon. So, uh, Histon, uh, going well at the moment, eighth in the league, consolidated eighth in the league, as you'll hear in a second, um, with the people below them, can't use their games in hand to get above them, um, and uh, some uh, good results uh, coming out of them at the moment. They were at uh, Coventry, Coventry United, um, this uh, this week, um, and... Uh, uh, 
they're, they're another squad, a bare squad, and they've got a lot of youngsters in there, and we'll 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 hear about them. But uh, a couple of uh, a few good results really, um, with uh, wins at, uh, at home against Rothwell Corinthians, and then again at Long Buckby, uh, and then Coventry United, who was sitting above them uh, in the league, again another good win. I spoke to Lance. Um, this morning and this is what he had to say uh, about the game and it was uh, Coventry United uh, yesterday uh, the team I think I don't think you've played before but uh, uh, a 2-1 win Connor Barnes gets his first league goal uh, for Histon uh, and I guess the win only marred by the injuries in the first half yeah I mean it was a, it was a great performance to be honest we, we, we watched them on Wednesday night we saw how they played on a very big pitch which you know, it was a vast expanse pitch with you know astroturf which doesn't suit some people uh and yes the although we have you know the great three points we got it's it's kind of saddened a little bit with the injuries to luke crisp and to luke Lindsay. um obviously connor did get another goal yesterday uh and the way we went about it after those two injuries i thought was testament to the side especially having a 16 and a 17 year old in the, in the lineup as well and in terms of those injuries are they looking uh, are they looking quite bad ones overall Obviously, we won't know the full extent for probably 48 hours, but I think Luke Lindsay could be probably a month and Luke Chris could be three weeks. So, yeah, so two big blows, two big players for us. So not ideal, uh, especially with the, the next three or four games coming up. But, you know, it's something we have to live with. And obviously, we'll have to try and strengthen our squad this week if we can. Yeah, and I mean, you've obviously, you've got quite a young squad uh, and injuries, you you know, are, are always a concern at the best of times, but you are quite thin. So you think there may be, uh, there may be ways in which you can move to strengthen the squad this week? Hopefully, you know, we've got one or two in rows into t- one or two people that we've been sort of talking to in the last sort of two weeks. Now, whether that comes off, we don't know. But hopefully now with injuries, it means obviously these players will come in and probably play. Uh, yesterday, we, we started Ben Hurrin, who was 16, who actually got our match winner. Um, and Roman Lockcannon came off the bench, what, 75 minutes, 17 years of age as well. So, you know, <laughs> we've had a bit of youth experience yesterday. In the 20 minutes when we went down with those two injuries, we softened a little bit, um, but after that, I thought we were magnificent. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but obviously Max York obviously missed two penalties as well throughout the game. So <laughs> oh it, it, it had everything, honestly, Tim. And the, and the way we went about it, we could have scored three or four in the second half, but then so could they, because I think Sam Roach gets our man of the match with him with a point-blank save in the 90th minute. And it was I, just... I... Yeah, yeah. I guess two penalties in a normal in a normal game, you'd be very, very upset about. But uh, I suppose when you win, it becomes less of a thing. Although you'd still you'd still hope that he'd bury one of them. Well, yeah. I mean, what I will say about Max is obviously he didn't let it get to him. Obviously, he took the second one as well. And they were two good saves from the goalkeeper. You know, one to his left, one to his right. And uh, like Max said, he shouldn't change his mind on the first one. He changed his mind right at the last instance, and it was it wasn't a weak penalty, but it was a good save. And then. The second one was down to his right. So two good saves from the goalkeeper who had a good presence about him. But what I thought Max did well after that, I thought he still led the side from the back four really, really well. You know, he didn't let that get down, get, get him down. I think he was more kind of committed and determined then to win the game for the team because of his, of his two misses. But, but the way the team defended uh, was it, it was just excellent yesterday, the way we went about it. You know, and when you look at the adversity we had yesterday to come away with three points, um, it was just an all-round polished performance yesterday. And you picked out a, a couple of the youngsters, Lot Canning, who scored in the uh, big the big win against Long Buckby, uh, and Hurrian, who scored the winner yesterday. I mean, that that's a great thing to see these players not only coming on, but to be scoring goals. Well, I mean, like, yesterday was a prime example where Ben Hurrian hasn't featured at all. I've watched him a few times in the under-18s, and he's done very well. 
we've liked what we've seen and, we, and we've not had the chance to use him yet because um, when we played CUP in the cup, he was in, he was injured, I believe. And so yesterday we, he was thrown into the deep end because Charlie Tuller had got the sickness bug and literally that morning pulled out of the game. So we had to shuffle our pack slightly and went back to a back four with Pat Bexwell playing left back, Sam Collinson playing right back, Luke Chris going into centre-half alongside Max, which meant then Ben played the advanced midfield role um, in the midfield three and he did really, really well. You know, he got on the ball, he... He was as physically as he could be because he's only 16, so he's not, you know, matured yet. But I thought the way when he had the ball, he, he used it very, very well. So yeah, he, he could have a bright future. And you've got a a, a big a big run into uh, Christmas and the Boxing Day game. You've got uh, Desborough, uh, who are three or four places below you. Then you've got Wellingborough, who are three or four places above you, and then Newport, who are in the top three. So kind of a, a nice run up with uh, uh, with, with Christmas coming up. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one. Obviously, I went to watch the game on Wednesday, like I say, because Collins United played Desborough, yeah. so I was able to see both teams at the same time. Uh, and then, obviously, then you've got two tough games with Wellingborough and uh, Newport Pagnell, who both scored seven goals yesterday, I believe. You know, so it's going to be a tough ask with those two games, especially. But we we do feel that the Desborough game is, is is key to us having a good Christmas period. Because if we can win that game as well, we go into those two games with a lot of confidence. And if we can bolster the squad, then even better. Because obviously, now we are we are. You know, we're very thin on the ground with what we have. So we, we do need to bolster if we're going to be competitive over the next sort of three or four weeks. And you've uh, cemented your place in at eight. The people that below you who have games in hand can't catch you with their games in hand. So that's a, a, a real position. There's then uh, Coventry United, who are just two points above you, and the Marchtown United, who are three points above them. But both of them have got games in hand. So there's kind of a, there's a, there's a big, potential gap jump uh, there so you need to make sure that you can maximise the performances that you make against those better sides yeah and I think you know we, we've said this before the, the fixtures haven't been kind to us obviously we would have played Wellingborough and March twice in well before Christmas you know we'll have played you know Pagnall twice you know before Christmas you know we, we've played Rugby Town twice before Christmas so the run of games after Christmas, um, if we can stay in that kind of chasing pack, then who knows where it might take us. We've always said top six is, what, is where we want to be. Yeah, that was, that, that was our fall for the season. So if we can cling on to that, then great. And if we can get the right results before Christmas, afterwards we've got a bit of an easier running on paper. And it's interesting, if you, uh, if, uh, Lance is quite right, if you look at the fixture list, it's very strange for them this year, but it does give them uh, potentially an easier second half to the season and where they're at at the moment, if they can, if they can keep winning games, then, you know, their, their top six is, is not, I mean, it's not a million, I might say it's not one of my, uh, Bonner's win million miles, it's much closer than that, I think it's about three points, um, you know, so six, six is certainly reasonable and, you know, if, if it carries on this way, I guess, you, you know, you, your youngsters can take you uh, so far um, if things get difficult they might lack experience but uh, it's certainly looking uh, you know it's looking quite good there and I think if they can strengthen uh, in the next week then uh, it'll take them into uh, hopefully uh, uh, Christmas time in a, in a good position um, City again um, not having done well uh, at the start but uh, starting to really pull it back now if you look at um, uh, what's been happening just recently with them in terms of their form uh, and uh, the the results they've had. Um, again, if you if you look at uh, the, the last 
few games. They've had uh, three, three, three wins on the Browns. Uh, this was a draw yesterday. Three wins on the Browns before that, two in the league and one in the Cup. Then there was a loss against Stamford, which you kind of would expect, top of the league, uh, and then a win against Yaxley the previous week. So four wins and a draw in the last uh, six games and uh, three, wins, uh, three wins and a draw in the last four league games. So certainly looking uh, good for them. I spoke to uh, Robin, of course, the, the big news there this week was uh, Jared Robson, who uh, everyone was so disappointed. Um, a, an opportunity opened up for him at Royston to move up a step. Um, obviously had to take it and the club happily support that, but a, a huge disappointment from the fans that he wasn't going to be with them. Uh, things haven't quite worked out at, at Royston and uh, he's back at Cambridge City. I started off by asking him or, or, or telling him that he must be over the moon about uh, reacquiring Jared Robson. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. You know, when, when he rang me sort of a week before pre-season said that he'd had an offer from Royston and it was something that, you know, he felt that at the time he wanted to do. It was step three. They're a, a big club at step three. They have been since they got promoted a few years back and we couldn't stand in his way, you know, and we we sort of reluctantly wished him well and, you know, off he went and the, the disappointment that we had with him leaving and, and I talk as a fan because, you know, I've enjoyed watching him play for Cambridge City over a number of number of games and, and what he brings to the club both on the pitch and off the pitch great lad off it and the amount of goals that he scores from a position that you know we've we've struggled with and well we struggled to replace those goals when he left so we were absolutely over the moon when you know we got a phone call saying that he was leaving last Sunday and we very quickly made it made it happen because you know over the last month we've, we've been really lucky to bring in you know, Tom Wormsley Dan Cotton and to add Jared to that ilk of player coming back yeah they're all got good goals to games ratios and you know for us he's another lad that you know he's very much a team player we know what he'll bring to the team both in possession and out of possession and he's the type of character that we want at the football club so massive relief to get it done and 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 we're thankful that yeah Royston waved the seven days and, and we were able to to get him in and, and play yesterday yeah, it's good to it's good 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 to see him coming in, and and you, you've talked about acquisitions, uh, and it's been a big part of the last few weeks, and uh, it, it's starting to uh, uh, look like a, a really settled side now. You had a, a really good win against uh, both Loughborough and Chase Town. Um, it was a very different game on uh, Saturday. Bedworth, they're a, a form side in the league; they're a physical side, um, but uh, a nil or draw, but uh, a, a good game. Yeah, it was um, you know two two sides that you won't see this very often at, at any level. I don't think playing four four two, two old fashioned formations. But it, we almost cancelled each other out at times, and it was one of those games for who was going to win their individual battles across the pitch. And, and I thought it, it sort of swayed either way at times. I, I, you know, Joe's not had really too much to do. You know, their keepers pulled off one or two good saves, and as the games opened up a little bit with about twenty minutes to go, we. We thought that we might go on and, and nick it. But then, you know, they've had a couple of opportunities themselves when they've got in good positions and, you know, we've got good blocks in and, and you know. But I think on the whole, you know, we the points are a good result against a team that very physical, got probably the tallest team I think I've seen at this level. Every player in the team was over six foot and they had good pace in the wide areas and up front. So you can see why they're on, on a very good run. I think six, seven games ago they were second bottom and now they're climbing the league very quickly. And so that was a, 
it was a good result for us, especially losing Taylor Power after 10 minutes, I think it was. So that was a, a big disappointment for us. But, you know, we we sort of reshuffled the pack a bit. Jared came on and, and yeah, we we looked defensively quite sound and still carried the threat going forward. You know, with Dan Cotton, Wormsley, Ingrid and Jared on the pitch. It was it was interesting to see how we could get them all in the team together. And I think it worked at times. So lots to be pleased about. The run continues and, and just talking on about sort of, you know, bringing players in and, you know, we, we've we've tried to identify players that we feel can make us better. And and I think when those players become available, we're in the mix to bring them in. And, and that's where, you know, we're not just going to bring players in for the sake of bringing players in anymore. You know, it's, it's, they have to be the right ones that we know and we've seen a lot of and they need to make us better. So at the moment, you know, three that have come in, you know, we're really pleased with, but, on the flip side, we've, we we are literally down to the bare bones, you know, and we've sent two lads out to get football and how long they stay out may depend on the injuries that we've picked up yesterday. So, but, but yeah, it's another good point and it's a performance that, you know, we stood up to the physical battle and that, and that was most pleasing yesterday, Tim. Yeah, yeah. And is uh, Taylor Parr's injury a, a bad one? We're hoping it settles down in the next 24, 48 hours. He may, he may go for an X-ray tomorrow. It's it's really swollen and bruised. The bruising came out literally straight away, so it, it's not a good one, we think. But the physio Tia, she seems to think that everything's held together okay, so ligaments yeah. might be intact. But we we just don't know at the moment. You know, the foot, there's lots of bones in and around that foot, so yeah, yeah. we'll just have to. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be fine for, I don't think it'll be fine for Saturday, but, you know, as we go into December and through the games towards Christmas, I'm sure hopefully he'll be back. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, good good news uh, on the injury front though as well, because Nathan Alakanmi got uh, more minutes on the pitch, which is great for him and great for yourselves. Yeah, he's, he's somebody that, you know, we've put a lot of sort of time into and Nathan's a great lad. When Nathan's fit... He's probably one of the quickest at non-league level. So we know what type of a threat he can be. And we've been very patient with him in his recovery, done a lot of work with him. And, you know, he's at that age now where he knows his body. If he's fine, it's good. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll include him. If he's not and it's not a going day, then he won't get on. And, and so he knows his body better than anyone. And he's honest enough to, yeah, I'm ready. You know, yeah. or no, I'm just a bit sore and a bit tight, and we we don't, you know. But it's a, still a very slow process with him. He's, you know, because he's missed so much football, it's it's been hard for him to, you know, to the, the stop start, the, the changing of pace and the direction. It's that's been a little bit of a problem, and and sort of the day, two days after coming on, even if it's twenty minutes, he's very sore. So you know, it's one of those where we're, we're trying to manage him, but we're trying to just every now and again just up the uh, workload for him and, and see how he recovers but you know having him around the the team and uh, he's, he's great around the place and you know even when he's been injured he's come to every game um, he's been an absolute diamond and you know we want people like that at the football club you know it's 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 really nice that you know he could have just stayed away and said oh, I'm done but you know, he's continued to support the lads. We've continued to, to support him. And, yeah, we're now seeing 
Nathan getting sort of 15, 20 minutes at a time. And hopefully, as we go through sort of Christmas and in the new year, we might be able to get him on the pitch for longer. And it's Hales Owen Town uh, this week, and uh, I guess if you look at if you look at the form guide, um, you know you've picked up uh, three wins, a draw, uh, and a loss against Stamford in the last five. Hales Owen have uh, got the same record. Uh, sorry, they've got a slightly worse record, only three wins. They just beaten Chase Town one 0 They lost to Stamford, so you're going in with a, a squad that's looking, uh, although bare bones, is looking a very good one uh, against a side that you're in kind of the same form against it must be a, a, a really good match to look forward to yeah it isn't you know you look at the attendances that they're getting you know over over 1100 yeah, yesterday I think so yeah very well supported football club like you say they're on the same sort of run as we are and you know we have performed really well against that top eight teams um, this season and you know we go into it with with every confidence of getting a, a positive result but you know we, we'll respect them like we do everybody. I think if, if we can get one or two back in the group this week, we go there with a stronger squad. Um, and, and I think, you know, because we are creating chances now and we've got players in the team that, you know, are threats from all over the pitch now, it's, like I say, we, we do go there with every confidence uh, to get a positive result. And, you know, that's what we want to be doing. We want to be going to the top teams and, and beating them in their own back garden, like we did at Chase and Sporting Kelso. You know, since we beat Sporting Kelso, they haven't lost the game. Um, they're on an unbelievable run of form. And, you know, so we, we want to be that team that goes to places like that and competes with the very best in this league. Because we feel when we've got the group that we've got now and they're all on the pitch, you know, we are a, more than a match for, for everyone in this league. And, and it's interesting. I mean, we've we've. There's no disrespect to Robbie about this, but we've we, you know we've heard Robbie talk about uh, performances against good sides, and and they've they've had some very good results, and they've but they've suffered from the same inconsistency this season as they did last in terms of putting together those results. There's a there's a run developing here, um, and more importantly, there's a team developing behind it, which I think is showing you know some some real signs of uh, you know gelling and. Uh, there are more in the wings, as Robbie pointed out, still waiting to come back from injury. Um, and I think, you know, they're gonna, they, sh- they should be very pleased with where they're at now. I think it, it lays the foundation. We're obviously going to get the move to the new ground at some stage. Um, it, it lays the ground for what's going to happen there, I think. Um, and hopefully it, uh, they continue to, uh, you know, d- to do well uh, in, the, uh, in the league. So uh, there we go. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about the uh, women's football Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. So we still haven't been able to get to the bottom of what's going on at uh, Cambridge City. We know that Rob Coles is no longer uh, manager at uh, Cambridge City Ladies. Um, we know that their league position is uh, perilous, I think is the word. Um, they are just above the drop zone. There's only one going down this uh, this time round because uh, of a dropout earlier on in the season. Um, and we know that Hounslow uh, played 6, won nil, drawn nil, lost 6 with a goal difference of minus 61 and zero points are firmly there but um, 
it, it, City are uh, only one, uh, three points above them with uh, a game played more. So it, it, while they're not conceding anywhere near as goal, they're not losing in, in the spectacular fashion that Hounslow are, it's still a worry. Um, they've got a game, a very important game today against Chesham, uh, who are three points above them with the game in hand. Um, so if they can get a result against Chesham, uh, that will be that will be a, a, a great thing for them. Um, they, as you're hearing, going to hear in a minute, they are starting. They are losing. They've, they've lost a player. Isabel Simmons has moved uh, uh, to uh, Cambridge uh, United. Um, so you know we're not quite sure what's going on there. Hopefully, I'll get to talk to somebody. Uh, some stage around that uh, did speak to Darren uh, Marjoram this morning Cambridge United women uh, manager um, this is what he had to say about the Hounslow win and then on today to a cup game against Leverington well Darren we, we're not going to mention Grimsby at all so uh, that's, uh, <laughs> it's just water under the bridge now to everyone so, <laughs> move on to the next one yeah yeah uh, much better news from yourselves um, uh, what was always going to be a, a, a I guess, a, a difficult game for you know to 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 judge the performance, but a twelve nil win uh, against Hounslow, you did exactly what you needed to do against a club that's obviously struggling. Sarah Wiltshire gets six goals, and Francesca Partridge gets a hat trick as well. So uh, good to get people on the team on the uh, scoring list. Yeah, it was. Um, I'll be honest, I was disappointed with the first half, and the players were as well. Um, we didn't play how we want to play. We, we rush things at certain times when we had time to, to, to build. Uh, and then at other times we were sloppy and slow and, and gave away possession too cheaply. So the first half I wasn't impressed with and I wasn't happy with. And, and to be fair to the players, when we spoke at halftime, they identified exactly the things that I had and we, we spoke about how to create those. Uh, and we, and we did And The second half was a much better performance, much nicer performance. Um, yeah. So it was uh, overall, you know, the score was what it was but for me it was about the performance and I, I certainly thought the second half performance was much more like how we want ourselves to look and I guess sometimes it's difficult I guess when you when you're playing a team that I mean the including including the result we've against you they've played six lost six conceded 61 goals um or sorry the goal difference of minus 61 I, I think that's actually I think they're right because they conceded those because I don't think they've scored many so no, I think it's, it's, di- it's difficult to know how to play against them I guess because everyone thinks oh this you know this is going to be an easier game I've got the chance to shine I've got the chance to score and uh, and perhaps that's kind of a natural thing that happens then as you had in the first half yeah it is and and that's exactly what we highlighted that the, the really good side so you can pick any side across history and if you if you pick out a really really good side they're ruthless they do the same they play the same way they play with the same intensity no matter who they play and that that's you know ultimately that's that's a mental property that you have to have as a player you have to be able to say to yourself we're going to play with the same tempo the same way uh, with the same intensity throughout a game, no matter who we play. Because otherwise, if you think that you can start switching on and off when you're going to put in a performance, it will, it will come unstuck. Um, so that was kind of the message really to everybody was don't come unstuck. Don't don't start playing a different way just because you're playing a side that you think you might win against. Um, every team can win. It, it, that's the way a football game starts. So um, that's what disappointed me a little bit about the first half is that we you could see that people had gone into that game. Some some players had gone into that game just with a slightly different approach, and that's, that was disappointing. But to be fair to them and to give credit to the players, they addressed that themselves. They knew exactly what they had to do. They corrected it 
with their own uh, analysis really at half time and went out and played really well. So it is a difficult one to approach, but I think you know it's a it's a decision mentally, isn't it? Ultimately, that you can go out there and play the same way, or you can allow your standards to drop. So it's all part of the learning process, and and I think the players were really good at identifying that and uh, and correcting it because. It's, I've said to the play, this set of players before, identifying where we're, we need to improve is one thing. Improving it is what we actually have to do. So credit to them that they went out and improved in the second half. A fifth in the league uh, on 11 points. Always a bit difficult because uh, some people have played, like yourselves, have played eight games. Some people have still only played six games. But uh, the gap up to third place is only two points. So uh, in, a, in a good position um, at the moment, um, is that where you are, are you happy with where you are as you come into the pre-Christmas games? I'd say it's reasonable. Um we 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 want to do better. We want to continue to improve, but I think that's reasonable for where we we thought you know we might be at this stage. Um, obviously, a lot of changes in pre-season and a lot of changes continuing. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to improve as much as we can. So, I think it's a reasonable position to be in. I, I think the test now comes. Uh, you know, between now and Christmas, because we've got uh, a cup fixture next week in the cup in the league plate against Cheltenham, who are the league above. So that's a huge test, and then we've got. Uh, sorry to have to cut off Darren there. Unfortunately, we are about to run out of time. Thanks very much uh, for joining us this week. I'm off to go and see if I can catch the second half of the Cambridge City Ladies game. Um, we will join you again uh, next week. Plenty still to listen to on Cambridge 105 Radio. Thanks very much. Oh, no, hang on a second. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've cut him off. And I actually, oh, well, that's, how embarrassing is this? I've cut him off and I've actually got my timings wrong. Uh, so there's actually a minute to go now. The question is, do I go back to him? Unfortunately, I'd have to requeue that up. Uh, apologies to Darren about doing that. I thought I got that really done right this time round, but uh, misread the clock. Um, so as I said, there's still plenty to uh, listen to on uh, Cambridge 105 uh, radio. Um, we've got uh, uh, Tony Barnfield up next as usual uh, uh, double header he's got his uh, uh, magazine show and then classical Cambridge uh, Pete Butchers with Jazz Today uh, Polish Waves at 5 o'clock Centuries of Sound at 6 Hip Hop Show at 7 Scar and Beat at 8 Queer Cambridge at 9 Stagger at 10 and the evening rounding out with uh, Sarah Wu Sam uh, Opus 105 another classical radio show um, so uh, plenty more to listen stay there thanks very much for being here Radio